welcome to Teaching with the Body and Mind. I'm Joey, and I'm here with Ross. Hi, Joey. And Mike. Hello. And Tom. Hi, Joey. Good to be back with you guys. Um, before we begin, just want to give a shout out for the fact that we're going to be, we've said this before, in Washington, D.C. in November for the National Association for the Education of Young Children's Annual Conference. Uh, we're doing a Wednesday three-hour session, and we are excited to talk about children moving to learn with uh, anybody who is willing to join us. Uh, we'd like to share video clips and dissect and have really great conversations. We're very excited about that. Hope people can come or tell people they might know who are coming to NACI to, to check us out. That said, uh, what I've been thinking about since we last got together, um, I had an experience where I was part of a group where we were sort of simulating something you might do with children. We were teaching, taking a nature hike and it was a conference related to taking children outside a tiny bit meant to give a window into what you know children might be experiencing when they're when they're spending time outdoors and so this one moment we were having a silent portion of a walk and we were walking down a path into the woods we we're going to head towards a creek with a bridge which is a lovely little spot to be and the path kind of narrowed a little bit and people in front of me were just going s slower than I wanted to go and it'd been out for a little while it was a little bit hot so I'm sure I was a little bit on the crankier side and I was, in that moment, I had this flash of irritation. The people in front of me were going so slow. And I just needed to move faster. My body just needed to move faster. This is all in my brain. I just walked along. Nobody would have ever known. But there's just this moment of, like, really wanting to shove them out of the way. Again. Yeah, path rage. Path rage, yes. Not road rage. Path rage. Thanks, Tom. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I am a person who likes space around me, space in front of me. I'll navigate, you know, those crowded airport corridors, you know, where do you see a spot and kind of weave in and out. And I mean, you know, I know that about myself, but I just had this very clear moment of like, ah, this must be why some children push when they need to get ahead. When mm -hmm. I, I take kids mm -hmm. on lots of walks and walking through space is harder than staying and playing in a space. Moving through space is really hard for can be really hard for children. It can be mm -hmm. really hard for groups of children, something I experience day in and day out. And I thought, oh, this must be a little bit of that, is that everybody has their own kind of set pace that they want to go at, and we don't all match, or just paces that we're comfortable moving at, and they also need a certain amount of space, some closer, some farther and uh, from each other. And I just felt like I had this little window into that. And I certainly have experienced kids who push on hikes and, and kids who just need to be in front, and I will educate the rest of the group. You know what? They like to be in the front. They're going to push you. Let's let them be in front. I mean, I have no problem just telling kids that's yeah. where they need to be. So you can experience getting pushed a lot, or we can just move aside and let them be in front because that's where they need to be. And I feel like there's a challenge of behavior that adults do here sometimes of the kid who likes to be in front. It's like teachers almost want them to be in back because, oh, they're always in front. I need to put them in uh -huh. back. Right, um, when that's yeah. when that is like very, very frustrating for that child. Right. And I think sometimes it's just I don't know what it is. I think sometimes it's visual. They don't want to see things in front of them or they want the wide you know, the wide open right. you know, you've all, we've all had that experience if I can't see in front of me and I want to. Um, do you think do you think that's different from the kids who I wanna be I think they need to be well, first? Right. I, think I do also I that. do. I do think that's different. Okay. And the kids who I think sometimes what happens is the kids who need to be first, that kind yeah. of competitive kid has more trouble with the kid who just needs to be there right. physically right. Mm -hmm. um, because they have very different, I guess, motivators, right? And so, yeah, so you do have, then that is kind of the kid I need to say, yep, yep. but then they're going to push you. I mean, and I don't mean to sound so blasé about it, but I mean, I just right. think you have to kind of accept. Well, and this gets into the, I mean, just yeah. talking about this specific yeah. instance too, is that often, because I'm thinking of talking to teachers, just moving even through a hallway. Uh-huh. 
and they want all the kids to be in a line. Uh-huh. And the idea of having two kids standing next to each other is more than the adults can handle. And I'm not sure what that is. I know there are some places where you might have to go single file, like this right. path that you're right. on. <laughs> but it seems like most places a child would be, whether it's a sidewalk in the city or a path in the country, or um, the hardest part to me is when you're in those rural areas, but you're at a road and you're kind of on the side of the road. That's the one part that I'm, or there's a group coming the other way and it's easier if you're way. in yeah. a line because then you can pass each other and that's hard for kids to figure right. out how to pass each other yeah. in a hallway and that right. kind of thing. Yeah. It seems Except like so much of it de- depends on the context. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> but so, there's so many times that you don't have to be in a line, right. a single file line. And yet right. I see a lot of teachers who feel like that's the only way to do this. Right. So have you ever been in, uh, this is, might be a little tangent, but... Have you ever been in a place where you don't know where you're going, so you're going really slow, and there's people in back of you? Oh yeah. Have you ever Have you ever been in that situation? Because you're and not sure what's coming. You mean you're You're not sure where you're going. Right. Uh-huh. You're You're looking at unfamiliar yep. landmarks because yep. yeah. you're, you're You're trying to get somewhere, and there's somebody behind you. I think and everybody then, gets that way. It's just who oh, I know figures it out. And yeah. then yeah. So so that happens. And that then they happens. kind of bump up into you because yeah, you're going they're, slower. They're really slow. It, it's like yeah. Or well, they get irritated. They're not understanding. They're not giving the person in front of them the benefit of the doubt. Yep. Maybe there's a reason why I can't go so fa- that person can't go so fast. Right. And so whenever I get in that situation when I'm behind somebody who's really slow, I try and figure out. Well, maybe there's a reason for that. Right. And if I knew it was Joey, it would be different because. I know Joey. I like Joey. So right. I'll just give her the benefit of the I'll doubt. I'll give her the benefit of the right. doubt. And if it's someone you don't like, then you're <laughs> not an right. idiot. I'm trying to get somewhere. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. So context is really important. Context I mean, is really important. It's yeah. really important. We were just, and that happens in all kinds of spaces. So uh, we were just in the Tower Sudan mine up in uh-huh. up in Sudan. Uh-huh. And you go down a half a mile in an elevator and they cram you in there. And so everybody's touching everybody. Uh-huh. And so if you're not very comfortable with that, it makes me think of the classroom too. Whenever I sat down, kids were always draped all over me. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, this kind of space uh-huh. thing. But I was also thinking about the kids who go, um, thinking about the kids who, who move really slowly and yeah. then you're constantly hustling them. You know, yeah. their, right. their set point pace might be slower right. than yours. Right. We've talked about we talked about that in a recent episode. But also the kids who want to move way faster than I do right. when I'm out on a hike. And the, the advantage of if once we know a space, you can tell them where to wait. Right. A lot of, again, possibly not toddlers, but a lot of preschoolers can actually find a meeting right. spot and wait yep. so that if they have a need to run, they everybody can just find their own pace because we're going to do what we need to do until we get to this spot. And then we're going to do what we need to do until we get to this Mm -hmm. spot. So I'm thinking about the context too, Mm -hmm. because what what you were talking about with the path, it's a transitional context. Uh Whereas if, if we're in this elevator, you're just stuck there. you're, You're just stuck there. And it reminds me of, is it in Japan? Where they they have professional pushers. Yeah, in, yeah, in their subways. In their subways. No, what is this? <laughs> yeah, they stand they next push to you the door. In. Yeah, go ahead, they, Tom. Well, it, they are so crowded that there's somebody whose job is to push the last person as so far, the doors can close. So yes. the doors can close. Yeah. yeah. Can wow. you imagine that? No, I can't. And I I, I think I want to just say that I've heard of this. I don't think anyone here has actually done it, so I don't know if this is happening like at all times or it's not. Like, but I like you know, have a one-off, like, yeah. not myself, but those who have experienced it, and it's 
you know, when it's high traffic time. That's what I assume. It's, yeah. There's certain you know, times that, that it's... It's a practical thing. Right, because you've got millions of people trying to get in and off the subways, so there's people who block when the doors open... The, the, the oh. pusher kind of blocks so the whole train right. can get out because right. there'll be this amazing... Yeah, like, other people will be trying to go in. Right. You know, right, but then so you can get as many people on there, then they... they so let's know. apply this to the classroom. How do we... know? <laughs> but I think that's... Well, I, what, I'm, what I'm kind of interestingly... I like the blocker concept so, when you open a door, you know? Right, like, well... Okay, we're going out! That's what I was thinking because we have... <laughs> again, going back to the idea of real work, which we talked about in previous episodes, that children want to be helpful. I mean, there's, uh-huh. there's no doubt that children are motivated to help and they feel good about it but one of the tasks that children want to do is hold the door right Mm -hmm. and yeah you know what the way that our doors are set up i i often have to tell we talk about it right away if you're going to hold the door hold it by the back handle so go around the door Mm -hmm. and hold it by the other side so so they can go past because otherwise what happens is they'll i can just push the door and i prop myself on like a 45 degree angle and and I i block the entire doorway but again it's that perception i i don't perceive that i'm blocking the door i'm, perce- I'm being I'm helpful. helpful right <laughs> so trying to help them and some children have learned to like use their foot and then step to the side right but that trying to help them be helpful uh-huh. but again if you don't see that you know how you're affecting the space right and how your space here's another way to do it it's just interesting to kind of see where yeah. there's that that role what also is interesting is i'm thinking with the last few episodes that we've recorded and I think throughout this whole podcast, but the kind of the parallels of that we see in adults mm-hmm, that we yeah. also see in children, you know, with the episode we previous talking about real work and the excitement of adults who are just using tools and, you know, maybe right. new equipment for the first mm-hmm. time. And, and Mike, from your episode, where talking about how the example of children having to let's just go and that the adults not oh, really right, realizing yeah. their own challenging behaviors which are then influencing the children. Right, so right. making making an adult leave mid movie would be really upsetting yeah, to yeah. an adult. But when you pull a child out, yeah. so like how right, how right. I remember that we now. as adults need to do more or could do more of that reflecting because it's the things that we're seeing mm-hmm. in children that often we see in ourselves. We're just not making that mm-hmm. connection. Well, and that right. kids don't know all the cultural codes yet too about space. I'm yeah. thinking about years ago a family trip, but I was an adult to to Disney World and. You can kind of play a little game like, you know, American or not, based on how close someone's standing to you in line, right? There's that sort (laughs) of, you know, like... Yes. Because it's just a cultural difference of how close. But the other thing is little children. I have a very clear memory of waiting in line for Dumbo and... Like a two-year-old, no sense of how far right, supposed right. to be from somebody, no sense of which pair of legs was her dad, and yeah. just kept slamming into you know the rear end of the person I was waiting online with because she doesn't know, and you know yeah, she's yeah. just excited for Dumbo, just gotta wait for like an hour, you know, and and but you know, like they just because kids don't know how to wait in line right. without just kind of smashing into people. Don't right. take a two-year-old to Disney World; <laughs> those lines are horrendous. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> so you know you, you just know, talk about, space. but she doesn't yeah. know yeah. yet, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. How to keep the space you know um, right. around her so yeah just that, that this is also just something kids are haven't completely internalized yet also how to keep that buffer yeah. with you know, what I, they might need I, I this has been a kind of a real um, light bulb moment for me because thinking about space I've always wondered about children and how they gauge space because mm-hmm. they're they gauge it much differently than adults do they're mm-hmm. not so um, well, this two-year-old was not gauging for... it until she hits something. Yeah. Well, that's right? engaging. Right. It. I mean, right. Like, or, where is it? 
or, oh, or there kids are always on top of each other, and right. mm-hmm. yep. they, they, whereas adults would not do that. I think we did an episode <laughs> years ago on paraproprioception. Yes. Sorry, yes. go ahead. <laughs> so, the, but now we're talking about transitional space. Yeah. So mm-hmm. how does this how does this oh, space yeah. in the classroom relate to the transitional mm-hmm. space? Whether you're going through the hallway yeah, or whether you're going yeah, down, right. mm-hmm. it's kind of like a right. for me. It's yeah. kind of exciting well, to it, think about. And what I say a lot to people because we we and I will wrap this up, but because where I work, we do we spend time with children outside. Wonderful, great, mm-hmm. good thing. We move through space a lot with children outside. We go on walks. We go on hikes. And it is categorically different than just playing on our playground or stopping in a space. Moving through space is a different task Mm -hmm. for children. And and harder than as an adult. I mean, that is where your hardest times are. I had to move from point A to point B for 20 minutes, whatever it might be. I'm making these things up with a group of. 10 to 18 children you right. know i mean that that, yeah, that yeah. And, it, and it's very difficult to describe but it is a very different task than just playing outside yeah, yeah. um and so right. it, yeah so tom you're right it's that transitioning and keeping keeping a space and a pace which you know i talked about having a set point but kids we all know don't right. have a consistent mm-hmm. uh pace mm-hmm. and space mm-hmm. that they have around them so yeah it's a very yeah so something just maybe just keep a little watch for when oh wait i'm yep. transitioning through space, this is different. Or that kid is transitioning through space. That's different mm-hmm. than just sort of holding holding a spot. It mm-hmm. is. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting to think about. Yeah. So. Well, I will, I will wrap this one up and uh, say thanks for uh, yeah, thanks a lot. Th- the conversation today and talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Bond. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Music is by Big Wheel Popcorn.